0: Ready for some Word? All right. If you have a Bible or a Bible app, go ahead and get that out and uh, and find Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. I've been teaching a series called The Voice. This is about hearing from God in a noisy world. Of course, the noise is not just physical noise, but noise of opinions, noise of other voices, noise of thoughts, amen. Many things are figuratively speaking to us all the time and, and we should be able to and look to discern between all these crazy thoughts and the voice of God because his voice to you, his voice to me is light that dispels darkness. What he says is the answer. It removes confusion and brings clarity and understanding and direction. So many people lack direction and foresight and lack insight and and really a reason to live. God's voice is a healing voice. It's a directing voice. It's a comforting voice, an encouraging voice. Yeah, you want to hear from God, I'm telling you. Yeah, you want to hear his voice because his voice is not going to drive you down but lift you up. It's not going to keep blessings away. It's going to bring them to you. Yeah. And so we want to learn and continue to learn so we can hear personally the voice of our Father to us. And it, you know, it creates in us the potential for greatness. Praise God. Amen. Just hearing his voice. Now, how many know we should, we should conduct our lives in this, with this principle? We are seeking to act on what God says. Not on what he doesn't say. All right, I, I don't want to make decisions based upon what I don't know, but what I do know. I don't want to make decisions in my life uh, with this concept. people have said, "Well, I decided to do you know X because well God didn't tell me not to." Well, that's not a really strong foundation or solid reasoning to make big decisions in your life. The Lord didn't say not to. I mean, I can think of quite a few things he probably hasn't told you not to do, yet you're not doing those. Everybody with me? Not what the Lord hasn't says is not what we're seeking because uh, again, when the Lord hasn't said anything, some of that is because we never sought him. We never took the time. It was inconvenient. We had things to watch and places to go and things to do. And so we didn't want to take the time. So if we live our lives based on what God hasn't told us, I want to know what's the reason he hasn't told me. Maybe, it, you know, I'm not even taking time to hear. Or if I am, if he hasn't told me, that should be a message in and of itself. I mean, you know, the Lord doesn't take time to share with us everything he doesn't want us to do. I mean, that would have to be a non-stop, 24-7 word from God. Don't do this, 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 don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> and so that's not a good reasoning. Uh, uh, Brother Hagen said, "You say to us years ago, he said, I go just as much by the, what the Lord doesn't say as by what he does say. Well, what did he mean by that? That if the Lord doesn't say, then he gets to choose? No, he said, he's basically, I'm not doing it if the Lord didn't say because people get uh, into a place where they're just acting out, act, acting out their own will and they're not seeking the will of God and 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 try to imply that he's okay with it because he didn't tell them not to. No. His But God's word to us is so powerful, it changes everything. That's why taking the time and waiting on him to actually hear his voice, it's one of the most valuable things you can do. I mean, people give their time and they study and they dedicate their lives and their mind and their extra time and they read books and they take classes and they do all these things. They get training for a myriad of things in the earth, but they won't take any time to hear from God. And my point is, is that if you, if you put the effort in or the time in or the energy into hearing from God, one word can do more for you than five years of study. It really can. It, 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 turns, it takes someone from death to, to life, from darkness to light in an instant. I mean, you can study, 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 but you get a word from God and you act on it and there's his power. Amen. And that's more valuable than anything. Peter wrote, First Peter 1, 23, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. So the word of God is an abiding thing. It lives, it has life in it. It abides. It's it's sustained. It it sustains us. It continues on. If I can get a word from God, I'm I'm laughing for the rest of my life. I'm laughing forever because his word will never change. It caused me to be born again, and it will sustain me throughout my days. A word from God. Yeah, did you come expecting to get one today? Come on, if you did, you're thinking correctly. If you ignored it, you don't know how valuable it is. I know this is a mild, very mild rebuke. <laughs> if you come to church and you don't have any expectation, you said nothing to him on the way or this morning or last night, you had no, paid no attention whatsoever to hearing what he has to say, you don't understand how powerful it is. You don't know how much of your future is contained within whatever he has to say. How it'll dispel doubt. Well, I just have trouble trusting God, not if you hear his voice. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So if you know how much there is contained in it, it's like the seed has the whole oak tree in it. And a word from God has your life in it. It has your future, it has your victory, it has overcoming ability. And so we prioritize, yes, what he said in the book, and yes, what he says to us by his spirit. Jeremiah 1.12 in the Amplified reads, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am alert." And active, watching over, over my word to perform it. Right? He watches over what? His word. His word. He, what does God perform? He performs his word. He doesn't perform whatever I, whatever my thoughts are. He performs his word. So if I get his word, he goes into the performing mode. Yeah? Really, we have the easy part. I mean, if, if we were to measure which is harder, hearing or performing, I would say there's more involved in the performance. The hearing part is just kind of on the receiving end. I just, I caught it. Now he performs it. So you hear a word from God and he goes into his performance mode to show himself strong in your life. Hallelujah. Did you find Romans 8? Right where you left it. Romans 8 and verse 13. Well, you know what? Uh, Wow. Okay, let's read it. Well, let me just, it'll stay. You'll be there in a minute when we get back to it. (laughs) Don't read it yet. Don't don't cheat. (laughs) I wanted to say something to you about, uh, again, about having faith in God to speak. Believe that he will speak to you and believe that you can hear him. Okay. The way that faith works is you believe something before you see it. All right. If I don't believe something until I see it, then I'm no different from anyone on the planet who doesn't know God. We believe things before we see them. Our believing them produces the seeing of them. In this case, our believing produces the hearing of them. So I want to believe that I hear, believe that I can, believe that I will, believe that God will speak to me before I'm getting anything. Well, if God ever says anything to me, then I'll, then I'll believe it. Well, stop it, you, you crazy doubter. I mean... Have faith ahead of time. Now, I'm not saying by that that God never speaks to someone unless they're expecting. We know there are times when he interrupts a person in his mercy, and he'll speak to someone. We see it with Saul of Tarsus. Uh, He'll sometimes do that. But it's not totally reliable in that sense. It's kind of like healing. How many know people get healed in here on weekly some of them were not expecting anything i've had people tell me after church i got healed of this and they're moving their shoulder around their arm around and they tell me i I still can't believe it (laughs) and they're doing things they couldn't do before they had a miracle they were not in faith and god by gifts of the spirit and so forth did that and sometimes the lord will speak to someone and he totally interrupts their life and kind of just gets their attention But my point is this, you can't live your life based on that random chance. The things of God work for everyone by faith and on occasion for other reasons. I don't want to live my life based on the occasional what if it might happen, this could be. I'd rather go for it. In other words, take the Take the reins and say, I'm directing this horse. <laughs> I'm going to trust God to speak to me concerning my life today and tomorrow and the next day. Get in faith about it. Believe that you can hear, that he can, that he will speak to you. Everybody okay? Yeah. Is many times we're hearing from God and we, and, and we don't realize it. That's what some of what I'm teaching. To you. you. You've heard from God already. I've heard from God at times and I didn't know it until later. And I looked back, look back and said, oh wow, that was totally God. That was totally Him. I just thought that was me. And I looked back, but what I want to do is not leave things in random guess mode. I want to be more discerning and hear from God and know it's Him. You can do that. Is Romans eight thirteen still there? I <laughs> hope I get to it before it expires. Romans 8, 13. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Okay, now now let me explain death and life real quick. Death and life are not always final. This is not speaking of heaven and hell, death and life. And it's not necessarily speaking of physical death. You're going to physically die. Death, it could be, but death and life speak, uh, they are words that can be experienced in measures. You can have a lot of life in your life or less life in your life. You can have death working in your life. Some people are alive, but there's a lot of death all around them, even though they're still physically alive. You get what I'm saying here? He, 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 he's saying, uh, he's saying if you live according to the flesh, you'll die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you'll live. Verse 14, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And I want you to see the connection here that the scriptures make with being led by the spirit of God and putting to death the deeds of the body. If I want to hear the voice of God, I can practice uh, by putting to death the deeds of the body, being led by the spirit. In other words, this is what the spirit is going to lead us to do. The Holy Spirit is going to talk to you about a myriad of things. One of the things you can know for certain he's going to talk to you about is not being fleshy. Not being carnal. Not being body conscious, body led. God will tell us to crucify certain desires. Certain fleshly desires. And here's my point. The same voice that tells us to not be so fleshy or body-ruled is the same voice that tells us, take this job, not this job. It's the same voice that tells us what to do in a troubled relationship. It's the same voice that tells us you know, buy this house, don't buy this one, or don't do it now, those kind of things. The same voice that will tell parents how to deal with a rebellious child and how to, you know, to work through that. It's all the things that we want to hear. It's the same voice as the things we don't want to hear. In this regard, putting down fleshly desires, crucifying the flesh, This is, again, the same voice. And so if I will be willing to hear what I don't want to hear, then I will be able to discern his voice. Everybody okay? Your flesh has a voice. Has your body ever talked to you? It will tell you. Let me give you an example of some of the things it will tell you to do. It'll tell you to eat too much, tell you to sleep too much, it'll tell you to watch too much TV, it will tell you you to skip church, way to resist, it will tell you to become offended at at, at things, your your flesh will, all of our, our bodies will talk to us. And if we recognize I need to not live according to those voices. I can't be dominated, controlled, led around by that voice. Um, I need to be put to death the deeds of the body and then, oh, what voice is left? It's the voice of the Spirit. And it's the the same voice that leads me to do the right thing with the body. Everybody okay? This is why why sometimes people will say, if you've been a Christian for very, very long, you may have done this yourself. You've certainly heard of others doing it. When someone really needs direction, they need to hear from God, they will often do two things. They will fast and pray. Now, many more people pray than fast. <laughs> why, why is that? Because it's painful. Right, It's not enjoyable. But why do, why, why do they even go together? You know, like peanut butter and jelly and fasting and prayer. Don't you hate that they go together sometimes? <laughs> why do they even go together? Because when you fast, you miss a meal or more. You are denying what your body is screaming for. Right? You deny it, deny it, deny it, deny it, deny it. And what are you doing in, the, in that process? You are stirring up inside of you in and the, the voice of your spirit or where this Holy Spirit speaks to you. Yeah, you miss a meal, your body will yell at you nice and strong. Won't it? It'll talk to you. Yeah, if you've never heard from uh, your body, this is how you can do it. Skip lunch today. It will tell you. What are you doing? (laughs) We're skipping lunch. No, we're not. (laughs) Yes, we are. In fact, if you don't shut up, we're skipping dinner too. (laughs) Sometimes you have to almost treat your body like you would a, you know, an undisciplined child. Well, dude, pick up, clean up your room. (laughs) You know, You know, or do this, don't, don't do this. And what, sometimes a child will react and, and rebel and, and scream and all this kind of stuff. What does the good parent do? They stay with it. They don't, they don't let them win. They don't say, oh, okay, since you're gonna you know, make my life miserable, uh, you can go ahead and do whatever you wanna do. No, they're gonna say, no, you're, you're gonna do that, you do that again, and it's going, you know, whatever the discipline is, it's going until tomorrow too. Okay, you just got Tuesday tacked on. Want to keep talking, right? And what, what, what do you do? You stay with it until that voice goes away. And sometimes the voice of the flesh or the body needs to be dealt with that same way. You stay with it. You stay strong until the only thing that's talking is God, and the voice of the flesh isn't isn't so loud. Amen. So if we follow the voice of the flesh. Um, all week and then oh I need, I need direction from the Lord I need to hear from God I'm going to listen for his voice well you come into church so probably you, you get real quiet and the only thing you're going to hear right about now is buffet <laughs> <laughs> you know because <laughs> your body will talk to you in the middle of church <laughs> I mean the only thing we, uh, here's my point if you, do this, if you do something all week long and we're not paying attention to the voice of the Lord, just paying attention to our, what we want, the needs of our body. And then we come and we need to hear from God. Well, the voice that's loud is the one you've been listening to all week. The voice that's quiet is somewhere in the mix. Hallelujah. Let's go to John chapter 10. Just a short left turn. From Romans, John chapter 10. Over here, Jesus made some statements about himself, about being our shepherd. John 10, verse 1 Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but they will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. And then in verse seven, Jesus said, I am the door. In verse 11, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. So he's identifying himself. What's one thing that he stated is true about his relationship with the sheep? Is the sheep know his voice. Okay? Now, m- many of you are aware of this, but we are called in the scripture, uh, if you're a believer now, you're called sheep. Okay? I know in modern days that's not real popular because people who follow, blindly follow government regulations are referred to as sheep and usually criticized, right? (laughs) Set that aside. In the scriptures, this is not a criticism. It's one of the pictures of our relationship with the Lord. He is the good shepherd. We are his sheep. And what does that reveal? We know his voice. And because he's a good shepherd, he's leading us to green pastures and still waters. He restores our soul. Psalm 23. He's leading us the right way. So being a sheep in this context and the Lord being our shepherd is a very good thing. We should acknowledge it. This is the case. But here's the characteristic of your life. You know his voice. You are his sheep and therefore you know his voice. It's inherently built inside of each and every one of us to know him. Of course, spending time with him helps us in that, in that regard, but there is this ability to know uh, and to hear from God, okay? Sometimes you hear Christians talking about uh, what the devil says. I don't know if you've ever, ever done that. People say, uh, you know, the devil's really been talking to me all week long. The devil, the devil's been talking to you. My question is, how would you even know? How would you know if the devil was talking to you? I mean, you don't know his voice, do you? I mean, if you're a believer, you know the shepherd's voice. You don't know the the, the thief's voice. How would you know it's the devil? I recognize you can do some math, and you know the types of things that he says is opposite of what God said. But my point is this. We should have faith in hearing the voice of the Lord, not the voice of the enemy. It's something wrong if I can clearly distinguish the devil said this and the devil said that. And and then, but I just can't tell what the Lord's saying. Well, there's something wrong with that. Which Which pastor are you of? You might want to be born again today. So you come into the fold and have a good shepherd who knows your name. And you recognize his voice. Praise God. Because when he speaks to us, again, uh, he's leading us into green pastures. He's leading us in the right way. Yeah? And the enemy's voice say, what's that? That's just noise. I don't even know what he's saying. Does the devil talk to people? Sure. Sure he does. I'm not even really certain what he's saying because I don't really care. He'll talk to people. Well, you're just good for nothing. I don't even recognize. What language are you speaking? I don't speak devil. Do you speak devil? I mean, I speak English, speak in tongues, speak, you know, a few words in various languages. I speak zero devil. So when he talks, tells, says something about, you know, you or your future or you being worthless or you're gonna die, you don't even know what he's talking. What are you talking about? I need a translator. Amen. And so all of this, again, faith is the key that makes it work. We should resist the thinking, the mentality that says, I don't know, I can't hear, I'm uncertain of what God is saying to me. Don't say that. Now, if you need counsel, say it once. (laughs) You're going to a friend, say, I'm really seeking God, I just don't, I can't seem to be hearing what he's saying. Say it once just so you can have an informed conversation, but then stop saying it. One of the tricks of the enemy is to get people to say things that contradict Jesus. What contradicts him? I don't know what God's saying. I can't hear his voice. I just can't ever seem to hear. Uh, hear. I just can't ever tell what God's doing. Some will get theological and say the Lord's working in mysterious ways. You know, you never can tell what God's going to do. Well, stop that. Yes, you can. You're, you're in his pasture. You can tell what he's going to do because he tells you what he's going to do. Hearing from God is normal for you. Amen. Amen. Let's say it together. Say, I can, I can hear the voice, hear the voice of, my of my shepherd. I can hear from God. I can hear from God. When, when I'm in church, when I'm, in church. When, I'm on, on when I'm on the job, when I'm at home, I can hear from God. I know his voice, he knows, he knows me, he knows. and I know him. Amen. Yeah, say that. In fact, if, you've been, if, you have, if your faith has been low in this area, say it all afternoon and all week, every time you think of it. Wake up in the morning this week and say, I hear the Lord's voice to me today. I can hear from him. And any decision I have to make, well, I got tough decisions to make later on this week. Well, by later on this week, you're gonna hear from him. I'll always know what to do, when to do it, how to do it. I'm gonna hear his voice. By the time I need to know, I'm gonna hear from him because hearing from him is normal. We have conversations. Build your faith in this truth, what Jesus said. I belong to him, so I recognize his voice and never go around saying, I don't know what to do. I don't don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. Say, I do know what to do. You know, First John 2.20 says, but you have an unction, an anointing from the Holy One and you don't know what to do. Is that what it says? You have an anointing from the Holy One and you walk around in darkness. No, you have an anointing. In other words, the Spirit of God is on you and you know. Say, the Spirit of the Lord, the of the Lord is upon me. Upon me. By, that By that anointing, I know what to do. I can hear from Him. I can hear from him. I'm, not darkness, I'm not left in darkness, but I walk in the light. In the light. Hearing from God, hearing from God is, easy. is easy. Yeah. Come on now. Now let me share with you. Let me finish with this. I'm going to give you three, uh, three tips. I'll, I call them three tips, practical tips in hearing from God. Write these things down on your notes. All right. The first one is this. If you're going to hear from God and discern His voice, number one, follow after love. Follow after love. Here's what I mean by that the Lord will always tell you to do what is consistent with love. He's never going to violate that. He will never lead you, tell you to harm someone. He's never going to tell you to get someone back. He's never going to tell you they deserve it and you are their payday. (laughs) He's going to tell you things that are in agreement with his very nature, which is love. Have you ever ever felt almost like an inspiration to criticize someone? An inspiration of sorts? Maybe a... uh, maybe they did something wrong to you or, and you or you were in some kind of heated, you were frustrated, angered, and, and, and in the middle of it, you were just able to lay them out. And you were almost surprised by how articulate you were. <laughs> and how, how you were able to remember and recall things they did long ago. And, 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 and artistically form those together into a beautiful fist to criticize them. Well, you may have been inspired. But can I tell you, that was not the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Your flesh was involved. It could have been demonic involved. But that's not the voice of God. When you have have these things, you know, if you go out of here today... um, and, uh, and you say, I don't like what they did about this and I don't like what the pastor said here and I don't like the music here and I don't like what this person did and this person did. You might be inspired, but I tell you, you're not inspired by the Lord. For rehearsing that kind of stuff is not the voice of God. He will not speak to you about everything that's wrong about everybody else. You think the Lord tells tells us, you know, to to not judge one another and to not criticize and do these things, but but he's going to inspire you to 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 notice all the faults and failures of everyone else. No, so we can discern when those are when that's the voice we're hearing when those are the thoughts we have. Uh, it's not the voice of God. Listen for listen for him to tell you to pray for someone. Listen for him talking to you about giving to someone. Listen for him talking to you about helping someone else. When you have those words come to you, I'd walk down that path and and say, you know what, that sounds a lot like the character and nature of God. I'm going to follow that path. I'm pretty sure that's God. And as you follow, you'll know more and more what's him. But when the other thoughts are just the opposite of that, you can just write that off right from the beginning. Say, that's not God talking to me. So number one, follow after love. Number two, number two, beware of your own desires. Beware of your own desires. Many have interpreted what they wanted as being God speaking to them. This is dangerous for all of us, and all of us have had to work through this. When we really, really want something, it is easy to attribute God to it. I just feel really good about this. Mm. I just, wow, I think this is really the Lord. Slow down, doggy. You know, it's like the guy who sees this really pretty girl, and he looks at her, and Looks her over and looks at her again, thinks about her. It's not going to take very long till he's hearing from God <laughs> that she's the one. <laughs> and some it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tricky trap. I just feel so good about this person. Of course you do. Look at her. But you know what? If that's God talking to you, why is he talking to 10 other guys and telling them the same thing? Is she the one for them too? And this is where we confuse what we want with what God wants. Everybody okay? Yeah, but mm. <laughs> Of course. It's like other, you know, other, there are other things. Someone drives by a real beautiful house and they look at it. Oh, wow, that's everything I ever wanted. That's so beautiful. I want it. I think God is telling me to get that. Or God's telling me he's going to give that to me. Well, again, he might be and he might have told you that that was the girl for you. I don't know. But I'm just saying, maybe not. And whenever we really, really want something, we really, really like something, that's when it's even more dangerous for us to confuse what he's saying versus what our flesh says. I want that. You know, and we're reaching out for this, I want this house. or Well, again, it might be fine, might be good, might be right, and it might just be you. Amen? So take time, back away, step away, look away, do whatever you need to do, get quiet, take time to discern what God is really saying to you in times of strong desire, okay? You know, what? watch out for the trick that's, uh, that says, well, well, God wants me to be happy, How many know a lot of poor decisions have been justified with God wants me to be happy? Does God want you to be happy? Sure, he doesn't want you to be sad. But that is not a scripture on how to make decisions. If you're ever trying to make a decision, go right or go left, which one makes you feel good? (laughs) Which one makes you happy? No, that very well may be the wrong decision. Hallelujah. So beware of your own desires. Number three, number three, don't add to what God said. Don't add to what God has said. If He gave you a word, don't make it a paragraph. I imagine many of us who have sought the Lord have had to deal with this. I have, I've caught myself doing it before. Or I'm praying and I get some, I'm like, nope, oh, that's God, that's God, wow. And then my mind keeps, keeps typing. He gives me a short, you know, sentence and, and I just keep going. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, sorry, Lord, you're not, you're not saying that, that's me. I don't want to go out of my prayer time acting like you said that whole thing. And then I go tell people, God told me this. No, he didn't, he told you this. Huh? Sometimes it happens in prophecies. Someone speaks by inspiration and they prophesy and it's God, 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 and then God stops and they keep going. And then people say, Pastor, was that word, was that inspired? Uh, Was that God or was that just them? (laughs) Yep. Some of it was totally God and some of it was totally them. That's why sometimes there's confusion around utterance gifts like that. And people say, I'm not sure if that was God or not. I think it was, but then I'm not sure. That's because part of it was and part of it wasn't. And so we don't want to add to what the Lord said. It's like the person who says, uh, the Lord called me to ministry. Okay, good. Uh, so I quit my job. <laughs> well, hold on now, hold on. Did he tell you to quit the job? Because I, I can believe he would say you're called to ministry. Did he tell you to quit the job or was that you? Did you add that part on? And now you're going to get yourself in trouble and blame God. Well, he called me to the ministry and now I'm, now I'm broke. Well, you might have added. You know, or, or even the Lord told me he has a better job for me than what I have. Okay, I wouldn't disagree that that's a real possibility that he would tell you that. So I quit my job. <laughs> well, hold on a minute. If he told you he's got a better, something better for you, I can, I can believe that. Did he also say that, you're, that you need to take a step of faith and leave your present job, or was that you? Because your next few days might be hard. You might want to stay working until he provides the better job for you, right? Unless he actually told you to do something. But we should avoid adding our thoughts, even our desires, or our, our logic to what God has actually said. Amen. Praise God. He wants to talk to us, you guys. Not just today. Continually. This is a relationship. If it were just a religion, it'd be a one and done. Read the book and just do it. This is, he, we have a relationship with a person, not a religion. Amen. We have a relationship with a person. Yes, what he previously said still is valid and valuable today but he will talk to us personally day to day. Believe that concerning your own life. Yeah, what am I gonna do next year? You're gonna walk with God and he's gonna tell you what to do. Don't bother wasting a minute worrying about the future. Walk with him today and then walk with him tomorrow and he'll continue to reveal himself to you and speak to you and the more we walk in this, the stronger it gets. Amen, amen. Let's pray today. Father, thank you for working in here, working in our midst.